Alrighty, welcome to the Dillagaff Podcast. Sorry if you hear the uh, audios in the background of my chair. I'm going to get a new one soon, but welcome to the Dillagaff Podcast. This is not for the faint of heart, and this is not for people under the age of 18, and I do not endorse your children listening to this. So if, at any given moment, there is a child listening to this, tell them to get the fuck up and leave. Thank you. Alright, to give yourself a little bit of a background on myself, my name is Matt. I've worked in customer service my entire life. If you read the description of this podcast, you'll understand that I've worked anywhere from supermarkets at the age of 16 all the way up to car sales, automotive repair. Oh, what else did I do? I uh, ran a shop for a little while. I did a lot of things with a lot of the general public. And this podcast will really give you a description of why I fucking can't stand people. Now, you might be asking yourself, why is it the Dillagaff podcast? Do, uh, what does Dillagaff even stand for? A lot of people don't know what that means anymore. Dillagaff is an acronym for the word, does it look like I give a fuck, which is tattooed across my stomach. If you think I'm joking, just ask me to show you. In any given moment, I will show you. I don't care. It's a party trick, but it's also because I really don't fucking care about people. So, uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of some discussions today. I have COVID, but... Nobody else is involved in this podcast, and I'm isolated in my room, so we'll go from there. Um, to really briefly get into this, um, right now, currently, what I do for a living is I am a service manager for a large corporation of tire companies. I will not say who I work for, and I'm not going to say it ever who I work for because I do value my job, but I will say past, previous employers with no problem. I may change their names a little bit, but you'll understand kind of the concept. And if you know me, you'll really know what I'm talking about. Um, <clears throat> but nonetheless, excuse me, excuse my throat for a second. Um, I'm going to continue to record. Sorry, I had to take a break there to cough. Um, let's, let's start with something that I've noticed with working with people's vehicles. If you don't like the way I say vehicles, you can go fuck yourself because we live in America. Vehicle. 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 I don't give a fuck how you say it. It's vehicle. Um, but nonetheless, for people that smoke cigarettes, including myself, I used to smoke Marlboro Menthol 100s. I used to smoke Marlboro Reds. I quit. Thank God. Um, but I will say this. I can tell who you are without meeting you by the brand of cigarettes you decide to smoke. You may be asking yourself, Matt, how the hell do you do that? Let's start with the basis. If you smoke Marlboro Reds and you are a man, you most likely work as a blue-collar worker. You stole them from your grandpappy or your daddy when you were a kid, decided you wanted to be like your daddy, and started smoking cigarettes in the backyard under the pine tree, hiding and then it became a force of habit, and you haven't kicked it in the past 10 years, and you probably will never stop, and you probably die with a dead bed with a red bed, or the red in your hand. Marlboro menthol smokers, like myself, you used to probably smoke reds, and then said, fuck that when it started giving you a raspy voice, and you wanted to smoke menthols. Back to revert back to reds, I, I forgot. If you are a woman who smokes reds, who hurts you? Who, who, who hurts you? I'm sorry. And also, women that smoke in general, you're either older, which smoking was the only form of nicotine you could take, or you're really young, you're in your angsty period, or you're 
you know, how do I say this? You're fucking ugly. Thank you. Um, back to menthol smokers. Most women that smoke menthols is because you don't like the harsh smell or taste of a red. Okay? For people that don't smoke name brand cigarettes, which if you're going to fight with me over L&M being name brand cigarettes, I'm going to fight you. They're not name brand. They're knockoff shitty cigarettes, as well as 305s, American Eagles, American, well, American Spirits are that fucking hippie shit, um, and Sankas, and all them other fucking people that smoke shitty cigarettes. Just buy Pall Malls, Camels, Newports, even, even uh, people that smoke Newports. Um, all right, so working with people's cars, smoking cigarettes, back to menthol people. I smoke menthols. Um, I'm about 200-and-something pounds of a shit brick house who didn't like the taste of reds after a couple years of smoking them and went to fucking menthols because menthols don't burn my mouth and I can smoke them all the way to the end. I also smoke hundreds. So, you know, when you get to that stubby end when it starts burning your lips and shit, I don't like that feeling. So I like the menthols because it kind of counteracts the second-degree burn I'm getting on my lips. But nonetheless, um, back to other cigarettes. People that smoke Newports. You're either an old, old gangster or gangbanger or you like the taste of licking a cardboard box because that's what Newports taste like. And if you don't buy new, if you buy any color other than Newport greens, I look down upon you and I uh, hope you check yourself into the psych ward um, because I didn't know Newports for a long time sold anything but greens. So when I had a buddy who brought Newport Reds over, I said, what the fuck is that, a new flavor? He said, no, Newport Reds have been around forever. I said, eh, fucking bullshit. He's like, no, 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 I'm serious. I said, bullshit. I said, Newports don't make Reds. He's like, no, 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 they do. We had a serious argument about it. We had to go to the closest Wawa, and I asked the cashier, I said, do they make Newport Reds? And have they made them for a long time, or is this a new release? She said, no, they've had Newport Reds forever. I almost fell on the floor, because I thought Newports only came in a green box. Um, nonetheless, I'm going to continue. If you smoke Newports, you probably don't wash your ass, because, or you literally have no money in the world, and you're always bumming cigarettes off of people. And you happen to bum enough Newports off of people. Because Newports are the type of cigarettes you give away to people at a bar. You buy a pack of Newports because you know you're going to give away about 30 of them. You buy two packs. You're like, all right, I'll have about half of them. Sorry if you hear fireworks in the background. It's New Year's Eve. Um, and you're like, ah, I'll just give away half of this cigarettes. I only have to smoke about five Newports and I can smoke reds when I get home. Um, but nonetheless, I keep saying nonetheless. I should knock that shit the hell off. But if you smoke things that are not a name brand like Pall Mall, Camels, Marlboros, Newports. I have to ask, what made you do it? Was it the money, or did you just like happen to notice? For example, I had a f customer of mine who brought in a vehicle for a car, for a situation that he had something going on with their car, and... Uh, I could tell what kind of person he was without meeting him. I didn't meet him until the end of his service, and then he came and picked up his car. Um, <clears throat> but I could tell who he was by the empty pack of cigarettes that were all over his car. Not just one, but 
like 70 of them. They were Sankas, or however you pronounce them. I think they're called Sankas. Let me look it up real quick. Sanka cigarettes. Let's see. That's, how do you pronounce these? Sanka. Seneca? Sen I think they're Seneca. Seneca cigarettes. Hold on. Seneca. S-E-N-E-C-A. Seneca. Ugh. Seneca Premiums. America's finest blend. Who makes Seneca? Let's find out. Seneca. Seneca. Manufacturer. How the fuck? I don't know how you spell manufacturer. Sorry if you hear my keyboard. You can fuck off. Who makes Seneca? Grand River Enterprises. Oh, it's fucking Canadian. I fucking knew it. Fucking Canadians. Um, but for the people that smoke Senkas or Senecas, whatever you want to pronounce them like, I just know they're fucking gross smelling. You are the type of person that has long, you're, you're about the age of 60. You have barely any teeth in your mouth. You have hair down to your ass crack with those like hair bands that are all the way like you don't have just a ponytail they're banded like every four inches up your hair so it's like a whip almost and it's down to your ass crack you're the type of person that scratches your fingers and sniffs your ass <laughs> fuck that up you're the type of person that scratches your ass and sniffs your fingers right after it you don't wear shoes when you go and get your senkas you just go into the store barefoot like a nasty foot motherfucker and you're just fucking gross why like, they just, they're fucking gross. They, they, they taste like shit. They taste like if I licked a dog park grass patch, that's what a Senka tastes like and smells like. Cigarettes are bad for you. Don't smoke in general. But still, if you're gonna smoke, spend the extra fucking $4 and get a name brand so you smell like cigarettes, but you don't smell like shit and cigarettes. Um, for people that smoke L&Ms, my mother smokes L&Ms. They're like the knockoff Walmart great value brand version of, I guess you would say either Paul Malls or Marlboros. And I've smoked them in occasion, and that's the only time I'll smoke them is in occasion, because they taste like if I licked the ass end of a cat with the fur included. They just taste like shit. You're, you're the type of person that goes and plays canasta with your friends with an L&M in your mouth. You're like, ah! My ass, my back, my back of my ass. You're that person. Same thing with people that smoke 305s. Or you're my father who sneaks them from my mom. But, you know, we're not going to talk about that. My dad's 70-something years old and steals cigarettes like he's 15. I wish he would just, you know, buy some and keep them on his own. He, you don't know how many times my mother complains about him stealing cigarettes from her. It's just it's fucking ridiculous. But nonetheless, um, for people that smoke Camel Crushes, what is wrong with you? Are menthol cigarettes not good enough for you? You have to pop another bead and feel like you're chewing a thing of spearmint gum with a lozenger or a cough drop that's menthol as well while smoking a menthol cigarette. You're the type of person that rides a motorcycle with, a, with nothing but t-shirts, flip-flops, and shorts on. You're that person. 
because Camel Crushes taste great. No, Camel Crushes taste like shit. All of these cigarettes taste like shit. No cigarette tastes good. And I will continue to say all cigarettes taste like shit. But there's levels and degrees of how much shit they taste like. You know, I'd rather lick, you know... I don't know what kind of shit I'd like to lick, but, you know, hold on. Let me think about this for a second. What kind of shit would I... I'd rather lick rabbit shit, the little pebbles, which is like the currency of a Marlboro, Paul Mall, versus licking... A guy who just ate a shit ton of Golden Corral and literally used no utensils and used only his fingers, including no napkin. His shit is like smoking a Seneca. It's fucking gross. It's just disgusting. None, now we're going to switch into our other chapter of people in the car industry. Whether you be selling cars, fixing cars, buying cars, doesn't matter. I've worked in the car industry pretty much from front, back, middle, all over. I did finance. I did sales. I did repairs. I did service management, which I'm currently doing service management. Which, let me give you a breakdown. If a salesman ever says they care about how you feel, they're fucking lying to you. We did not give a flying fuck about how you felt. We just wanted to go home. Like, you could tell me about your six kids and why you need a six-passenger car or a fucking eight-seater or some shit or a third-row vehicle. You know what I'm going to think at the end of the night? Fuck that lady. Thank God she's gone. Sorry, but I don't care. So let's start with the easy stuff of why I hate, completely hate people. And the world has turned me this way. It's just, it's a fucking nightmare. All right. So I worked at a car dealership for a long time. It was uh, was Nationality Trucks, um, and that's not the real name, so don't look for it, but it's Nationality Trucks. We were a used car dealer only. It wasn't cars. It was only trucks, lifted trucks. And uh, we only specifically looked, if you don't know what a lifted truck is, just fucking Google it, but we specifically sold to a certain particular market. Working class men, firefighters, cops, rednecks, construction workers, you kind of get the drift. And really openly gay men. No offense to them. I don't care. Just it, it was very odd every once in a while. You wouldn't, you wouldn't expect it. Um, so a lot of the time when I would come to work, I was the second the second highest grossing salesman in that company for I worked there for four years for two years i I was very good at my job. I sold a lot of trucks eleven trucks a week was a very light week for me so nonetheless i'm 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 working and I remember vividly I was driving a car with it wasn't even a truck it was a suburban we took it in on trade I went. And I went for a test drive with the person, and they were driving, and they fucking hit somebody. And it was, uh, you know, we came to a stoplight, and they're like, it was the brakes. It was, it was the brakes. I said, no, eh, no, you fucking numb nuts. It wasn't the brakes. I talked them into buying the car after, thank God. Because my boss was threatening to fire me. I don't know how. I would have sued him, but it didn't matter. But I talked him into buying a broken car. That's how good I was at this job. I remember one day, this is one of the situations I dealt with. 
gentleman came in, bought a truck from a different dealer. We had a truck dealer that was like Hibson Huckworld locally. That was, um, you know, right, literally across the street from us. Could have thrown a football into their parking lot. They sold the same exact inventory as us. There was nothing different between us and them. We came first, though. That's that's the only thing. We we started selling cars way before they even became a thing. But they copied us. So nonetheless, um, they decided it would be a good idea. They bought a truck there. They didn't like the truck. They had it for a year. They hated it. And the gentleman came in and said, hey, um, I want to trade out this car. Spoke exactly like that. I want to trade out this car. All right. Well, what do you want? I want that big white. GMC Sierra Denali 2500 that's on the lift. We had a lift, a riser lift. It was about seven feet off the ground where it had our star truck on the lift. And let me just tell you, it was a fucking bitch to get any car off that lift. Like, I almost asked my boss a few different times, can I just, like, ask people to fill out a credit app before I pull that motherfucker down? Nope. The policy was if they want to see it, we got to drive it. Okay. Fuck me. Here, Mr. Customer, can you wait here for 30 minutes as I get four dudes to pull your truck down off the fucking lift? Like, Jesus, fuck. Can I not like, hey, can I see a credit app first and see if you can even buy this thing so I'm not wasting my time all day? No, no, no. It's, you want to drive it? Okay, Mr. Customer. Here, let me just hold your hand as I get fucked in the ass all day. Okay, all right, whatever. Um, so, Mr. Customer gets the truck down, takes it for a spin, loves the truck, has no complaints of the truck, never made his wife. Not once. And his and he was fine. He never never once had any complaints about his truck. And uh he thought, you know, I'm gonna take it home. He lived about an hour away. You know, I'm gonna take it home tonight, he's gonna buy it, I'm gonna make my wife be okay with it. Alright, alright. So his payment went up like two hundred bucks. Whatever. Took his truck in on trade and he, you know took his truck in on trade and he he, he left happy from what I thought. Till like a week later, I get a nasty phone call from this bitch of a woman over the phone. You sold my husband a truck without consulting me. This is my response. Who the fuck are you? Who who the fuck are you? She's like, I'm so-and-so's wife. I said, okay, and? She's like, you need to call me when he buys a truck. I said, you can go fuck yourself. I said, I ain't selling shit to nobody without asking their wife for permission. How the fuck am I supposed to do that? Ask me. How the fuck am I supposed to do that? Am I supposed to be like, Mr. Customer, I know your wife's not here, but is she going to be okay with you buying this truck? Fuck no. I want to sell that truck. I want to make my money, and I want to go the fuck home. Why in the fuck would I ask if your wife is okay with this? They're never okay with it. Let's face facts. She's like, I'm having him come up there right now. He's going to return that truck. I said, you can do whatever the hell you want. You're just going to waste gas because he's going to take it right home with him. He bought that truck as is and he drove it off a lot a week ago. Why would I want to have an extended rental, essentially, for a vehicle that I sold? I'm sorry, but the bank offer already went through. I said, there is nothing I can do about it. You're going to give him his truck back. I said, no, I'm not. I said, no, I'm not, man. She came up to the store ranting and raving. And I used to have a manager. He had a nickname. I'm not going to say what his nickname was. Sorry about that, guys. I had a little bit of a phone call from my brother. Uh, I had to take that. Um, so if you heard the ringing at the end, my bad. But I um, had a manager. His name, um, we're not going to say, but he looked like Stone Cold, Steve, uh, excuse me, Stone Cold Steve Austin ate Stone Cold Steve Austin and was like, you know, very big 
big man. And, like, he was not a man to mess with. He was not the guy to fuck around and try to, you know, fight because he was huge. He's, like, 300 pounds, pure brick shit house. He, he wasn't the dude to play with. So the, the dude's wife shows up, starts screaming in his face. Um, she, she happily gets kicked out of the, uh, Jesus Christ, gets kicked out of the store. And uh, he tells her to go fuck herself, just like I told her to go fuck herself as well. And uh, bing, bang, boom, uh, he gets sent on his way with his brand new truck and uh, nothing gets changed. Let's just talk about car sales for a minute. If you, for a second, don't think your wife's going to approve of a truck or a car that you want, you need to go get your purse. You need to go get her purse and go deep dive, dig in the bottom of it. Go grab your balls back. Because, uh, you know, if you can't, if you can't go buy what you want, she has you whipped. Like, yeah, you know, life and relationships are about compromises and blah, 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 blah. I don't give a fuck. If a car is going to make you happy and you don't have no other financial responsibilities other than that and a home. And if you have kids and you can still afford it and you've already gone and done the math that you can't afford it, then do it. Fuck it. What does she care? She's not going to drive it. You're going to drive it. So who gives a shit? doesn't matter. Going into the automotive service section of this whole industry, um, I see it every single fucking day. Every day I go to work. Hold, please, for a second. Hold on. Um, for a, every damn minute of the day. Now, mind you, when I started working at this company that I work for now, we started with two guys that worked in the service department in the shop. One guy who is the manager of the shop, myself, and one store manager. My responsibilities were to work the counter, help the customers, and make sure my guys are managed correctly. When you have an influx of, uh, and I mean an absolute assload of cars, ranging from oil changes to transmission swaps, that takes a big toll on two people to the point where I had to jump in and start working on cars. So I feel a lot for my guys that work in the back. That's my job. I'm a service manager. That's what I deal with. So I would have to hear this constantly. And I would start the day where I would have like 10 or 15 people come in, ass crack of dawn in the morning. I don't have that many people working. And they'd be, I'd be like, listen, we're on a two and a half hour wait after five people already came in. Well, what do you mean that you're on a two and a half hour wait? Uh, I didn't stutter, my man. Two and a half hour wait. Well, I'm just going to go somewhere else. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Please, God damn it! If you go to a shop and they say they're not staffed, it's not like we have a fucking microwave oven with a replace tires button on it where we just shove your car inside and go click, ding. It doesn't work like that. All right, so be patient with people because that's some fucking dumb shit. Best thing is when I'm open from seven to six p.m. every single day, and somebody calls me at five fifty-five. I need four tires and a lime and a brake job and a transmission flush. And I need it done tonight. You ain't getting it done here. Why not? Because it's five minutes to close. What do you mean? You won't stay extra late for me? Fuck no, I'm not staying extra late for you. I've been open since 7 a.m. Where the fuck were you? Where were you? At home, pulling with your thumb up your ass. You're never going to fucking come in here and tell me at 5 o'clock you're going to get all this shit done. I might let tires slide at 5 o'clock. But I am not doing anything more than tires at 5 o'clock. I don't give a fuck. My corporation says that I'm supposed to take people until 5.55 at night. You can suck my fucking hairy taint if you think for a minute I'm going to do that. Fuck no. I want to go home just like everybody else does. 
So, fuck you, go somewhere else. Fuck you, you can drop it off and wait until tomorrow, or you can go just fuck off in general. I deal with this all the time. My tire is low. Can I get a repair? Sure. Go look at the tire. Tire's not fixable. What do you mean you got to get a tire? Why can't you just patch it? Because I can't just, I have rules that I have to follow. I just want you to patch it. I can't just patch it. I'm going to go somewhere else. Why do you think that I'm going to bend over backwards when you say you're going to go somewhere else? You can go fuck yourself, just like everybody else can. Everybody can go fuck themselves. No, you can go fuck yourself. Um, And also, if you go to a car shop, let me ask you. Do you like when your nasty, dirty fucking underwear is chilling in the back seat of your car? Because I see this shit all the time where I have to go and look for something in a car like a wheel lock or like a spline key lock for a wheel. And I have to look over all over the car because it's not in the normal three places it would be. The trunk, the center console, or the glove box. Why do you feel the necessary to leave your car like a fucking trash heap? Aren't you embarrassed? Aren't you fucking embarrassed when you walk into someone's shop and you're like, oh, don't mind my dirty, nasty underwear and my nasty used condoms from my boyfriend blowing me and fucking me and shit. Like, why do you feel the, 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 the reason to leave your car a dirty fucking garbage dump? Like, I don't want to get in your car. And I, I judge the shit. Out. Don't think for a minute we don't judge the fuck out of you when you come to our shop and you have dirty, nasty trash all over the place. Like, uh, I definitely judge the shit out of you. And please, I don't like talking. I don't. I am not the person to have small talk with. Like, I don't chit-chat. I don't. I just don't. Been doing this for a long time. And people feel, I, I get it. Like, I'm a friendly guy. Sometimes. But for the most part, I don't give a fuck about what you're doing in your life. Like, I have a guy who specifically specifically likes to try to chit chat with me all day fucking long about his fucking life and what's going on in his fucking life and I could give two fucks about what his life is going on with. I work with a guy who's exactly the same way. Hopefully I can get him on this podcast, but he's he's just like me. He does not give a fuck. He doesn't care. Like go fuck yourself. Get out of my fucking face. Like fuck you. Um, now this might just sound like a rant or me bitching constantly, but it's just like, you know, there's people in customer service that will get this. Like when you're closing a shopping center at six o'clock or 10 o'clock at night and at fucking nine 55, someone's like, Oh, I just need to grab something real quick. It's never real quick. Let's not lie to ourselves. It's never real quick. You're always in there to buy a fucking 95 different things. You forgot. You pushed it off. Just own it. Just wait until tomorrow. You're not going to die. You're not going to die of starvation. You probably have a fucking can of ramen noodles or something in your fucking cabinet that you don't know about. Find something to eat. Eat a fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You don't need to go get a rotisserie chicken at fucking 10 o'clock at night, you fat bitch. Sorry, that sounded really specific, but still. Um, Nonetheless, like, fuck off. Just, like, in general, just go fuck yourself. And, you know, I had a guy, not too long ago, came into the store. This is how much I don't give a shit. He he wanted four tires on a warranty job. Because we sell warranties with our tires and whatever. And when, because the warranty is based off of mileage and time on the tires. So it, exi- it exceeded the time and mileage on the tires for warranty to really take anything off. It only took like $2 off a tire. And the guy flipped shit on me, called me, all sorts of different names in the book. I held my tongue until that point and to the point where I snapped when he said something along the lines of, you're lucky I don't take you outside. I literally pulled my polo off my body, told the guy, I'll meet you outside right now. 
and my store manager was looking at me like, oh my God, I'm about to, I'm about to witness somebody get the shit kicked out of them. Because I was like, it was eight o'clock in the morning. Why do people feel like they need to roll over on the wrong side of the fucking bed and make it my goddamn problem? It's not my fucking problem. Go fuck yourself. Go somewhere else. Go eat a dick. Go, go drink a cup of coffee. Go fucking watch your wife suck your neighbor off. And don't make it my fucking problem. Because it's not my fucking problem. Because if you make it that way, it's, it's fucking, it's going to be fucking difficult as shit for me to do. Like, ah, oh, fuck you. Just, just go fuck yourself. And <clears throat> I just don't give a fuck about people. Like, for example, to the women that come into my store and think I'm treating them like shit, like think I'm trying to swindle them out of money, no, honey, I don't give a fuck about the fact that you're a chick. How about the fact your tires are so fucking bald I can practically see the air coming out of them through the rubber? How about that? That work for you? It's not because you have a set of tits and a vagina. I don't care that you're a woman. I just want to sell you tires because you need them. Not because you want to buy tires because you don't need them. You need them. Or the best one is when, because our company policy is don't kill me, I don't like it either, is that an all-wheel drive vehicle, all-wheel drive, non-selective all-wheel drive, like X-Drive, um, Formatics, stuff like that, or Audi um, Quattro, those are all cars that are all-wheel drive all the time. And if you have a non-repairable puncture, you have to have four tires because you have to have them match because if not, you'll burn out the transaxles. This is what my company tells me. Um, I do not speak for the name or the brand or the company itself. So this is all them, not me. So, and people get very upset with me when I tell them they got to buy four tires to the point where I just stop telling them. Where I'm just like, I can't fix it. I can't help you. Because they start arguing with me. Why do you mean I got to buy four tires? I mean, why did you buy an all-wheel drive car in the state of Florida? Like, it's flat. It is fucking flat here. The flo the closest mountain you're going to climb is a fucking landfill. And are you going to drive your fucking formatic Mercedes-Benz up a goddamn trash heap? No. So go fuck yourself. I don't care. Like, please. I... Uh, to the people... That drive big lifted trucks and act like douchebags and their shit don't stink. You are a special breed of dickwad that deserves to stub your toe every morning on the corner of your fucking bed. You are a fucking douchebag. You fucking suck. And I don't like you. Because, like, I had, I had a kid come in with this lifted Tahoe. And he acted like his shit didn't stink. And then we found a million different things wrong with it. He's like, what do you mean? It's perfect. No, it's not perfect, buddy. You have an oil leak, a valve cover gasket leak. You have your transmission, rear main seal is leaking. Your fucking tires are bald. Your mud tires are fucked up. Who did this lift because it's fucking crooked and shit? And he's like, I can't believe you guys are telling me this. This is our job to tell you, genius. And he had shit like bang bus written on the back. He's a kid. And had bang bus and shit written on the back and stuff. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, oh, the pussy wagon has arrived. Like, go, go fuck yourself. Like, I really don't care. Like, please, if you go somewhere and you're dealing with a customer service agent of any kind, phone, in person, car, house, whatever, doesn't matter what you're relating, don't be a douchebag. Just don't. It's not fun. It's not cute. You're not cool. If you think you're yelling and screaming is going to solve your problem any better than before, nope, no, no, it's not. It's just going to make me want to fucking yell at you. And I have a bad temper, so don't do that. Um, I had a person come in and asked me, hey, 
you know, talking to me about this and that and another thing. And my uncle of, of uh, talking to me about, you know, they lived in a certain area of Florida and my uncle owns a lot of hotels in that area. My personal uncle. And, uh, he was like, why don't you work for your uncle at the hotels? Cause I literally have you thinking as me as a customer service agent. Yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. Let me work the front counter of a five-star hotel with the tattoo Dillagaff across my stomach. Cause I really would give a shit about customers then. No, 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 no. Thank you. Fuck that. Fuck that. I'm not doing it. So things like that. I have, you know how many phone calls I get a day for, can I get a quote on tires? Can I get a quote on tires? How about you just fucking not? How about you not? Just go fuck yourself. Like 17,000 phone calls a day about fucking tires. Yes, I work for a tire shop, but God damn it. Like, fuck. And we have it online. Like, you can look up your own fucking tires. This just, it's fucking ridiculous. Sorry, I'm hitting my vape. I didn't quit smoking 100%. I just changed, I changed what smoke I hit. But nonetheless, like when, when I used to do, oh my God, I had this one woman when I sold cars, she drove up from, I want to say, I want to call it Wrinkle Village. It's a place in Florida. That's an old community center. It's a city of old folks, um, for 60 plus community. Um, and I'm going to call it Wrinkle Village. She, and it's an hour and 45 minutes away from me. And I was working at a Mazda store at the time. No longer, but it used to be Corey Fairbanks Mazda. It's not, it's not there anymore. It closed down. But I was selling her a Mazda CX-5, which is an SUV. And she thought I was fucking hoodwinking her the whole time. This, this deal was a fucking pain in the ass the entire time. Old little small lady, about four foot nothing. Her husband was, looked like he was okay with watching her wife get plowed by some dude. He was just a... He just literally sat there and took every bit of the brunt of her shit the entire time she was there to the point where I was like, you just going to let this bitch talk to you like this? And, um, like, I don't really say that often, but, like, she had some shit to say. So I'm doing paperwork with her. She finally is okay with buying the car. She goes to buy the car, whatever. And there's a paperwork that's an addendum to warranty. That means that there was a, or a addendum to recall, which means that there was a recall on the car before you bought it, and we had already repaired the recall, and it was done, so you are aware that we have already completed the recall. Here's the paperwork to sign it. She thought that we were not responsible to fix the recall. She just didn't get it, and I explained it to her a million different times. I got a manager to explain it. She was not okay with it at all. She was not happy about that damn recall form to the point where she literally took it in my face and ripped it into a million pieces and said, I'm not signing that at all. So, you know, with fighting with her for a solid 20 minutes, I just said, you know what? I thought in the back of my head, I said, Matt, you know, how about I just make this lady feel like she didn't sign it, but in reality, she's not going to sign it, but she's going to get signed anyway. That sounds confusing, but that, let me explain. She goes into the box, a.k.a. the box is what we called it, which was the finance office where the finance manager would sit down and finalize the contract and the paperwork and make every sure everything's good and get her sent on her way in her brand new car, make sure her tag, tag, and title, and license was all set up and everything. So I'm getting what's called a double check, which is our packet of information and paperwork getting double checked by the finance manager, make sure there's nothing missing. Of course, she finds, she goes, where's the addendum to recall? And I was like, um... Hold on a second. So I go and I grab, I print out another addendum to recall with the VIN number and everything on it. And I say, hold on, I think the customer's smoking a cigarette. She didn't smoke. She was like 95. 
And I was like, hold on. So I went to my desk. I closed the door. I signed the paper real fast. I took, I was like, let me get the packet back real quick to make sure she didn't miss anything else. That was my finance manager's mistake. And I copied, I took a blank piece of copy paper and signed her name like four times to the point where I had it down, signed her name and sent it on its way. I don't give a fuck that I forged signatures that signature because she signed everything else she just didn't sign that one now if that was like an addendum to contract or a contract association or something or a title form or a tag form or something that was very could get me in trouble seriously about you know finalizing paperwork or, or dmv work or title work or something or bank work or whatever the recall addendum was for Mazda to know that the customer was aware. It really wasn't a big deal, but it wasn't a small deal because it wouldn't let the deal go through through the Mazda's website if we didn't have that addendum form because there's an addendum form ID number on top. And if that isn't proven and sent in, then we can't. it's going to be a big problem. So I forged a signature. The lady was happy as clams until a week later because we're supposed to sell cars with two keys and sometimes you don't get two keys it's a it was a used car it wasn't you weren't going to get two keys it's 2017 red mazda cx5 this was the year 2018 2019 so it came in with no one not another key and she never we if you don't know car sales a we owe form is like the we owe which is we the dealership owe you something and there's a space in the bottom and the manager signs off on the bottom that we owe you this and we will give it to you so most of the time, we don't give away stuff. I didn't. I didn't like giving shit away. A lot of guys would give the world away. Floor mats, books, tint, uh, free cleanings for a week, like whatever, free oil change the next time you come, whatever may be to make a deal happen. Some of these guys bent over backwards. And from where I came from, which the Mazda store came after I sold trucks for a long time, which if you ever sell used cars and used cars only, you are a more stronger salesman than a new car salesman. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. If you don't like it, kiss my ass. Um, so the lady, you know, it was a, it was a problem. She calls me back. I don't have another key. Okay. She'd be like, I need a key. Okay. Work. You gonna give me a key? Nope. Why not? Why would I owe you a key? I bought the car from you. Okay. And okay, so. If you, if, if does that mean that I, I'm required by in response? That should have been, I, I tell the lady, I said, that should have been your question you should have asked me when he bought the car. Was it to come with two keys? You asked, you asked me a week later and you expect me to give you the keys? Well, yeah, every car should come with two keys. And it didn't come with a full tank of gas. Actually, we're not required to give you anything because the car was sold as is, no warranty. So... Where am I going to, how am I going to get a key? Let me talk to your manager. I talk to the manager. Manager talks to her. She calls. She calls. Manager's like, we're not giving her another key. Mazda keys aren't cheap. They're like 200 bucks a piece. Brand new. We're not giving you a key. And that's 200 bucks that I have to pay out of my pocket because it comes out of my commission. Sorry. So sales, sales manager gives me the phone back. I was like, man, I'm not giving you a key. I'm sorry. I, I said, I, I'm just, not, I'm not doing it. Oh, I'm going to bring the car back. Nope. You can't do that either. You bought the car as is. What do you mean? I can do whatever I want. You could leave the car here all you want, and then it can get repossessed in 30 days, and it'll just negatively affect your credit. So, and we won't take back the credit because, uh, we won't take back the car because it's not our property anymore. You drove it, and you drove it for another week. 
I'm going to leave you guys a bad review. Please do. I will spell you my name. Begins with an M. Ends with N W. Very easily. Okay, very easy. Oh, you want my last name too? Put my in, put my Instagram on it too. Uh, very easy. Say it's my first and last name together with one two at the end. Very very easy. Please, lady. Like people think I fear them. Like I don't fear shit. Like what's the worst that happens? You fire me? Oh well. Go fuck yourself. I don't care. I don't give a flying fuck about anything. If you walk into my store, okay, with a cocked attitude now, I don't want, you're, you're automatically declining that I, I want to talk to you at all. Don't come in with a fucking attitude because you're a dick. Just eat a dick. Just go, get the fuck out. Go, go some, go, go, go blow your fucking brother in his fucking, a, in an alleyway. Fuck you. Like, you know what's the worst? The worst is when you have a manager that you deal with. And he deals with you every day. And then you have a customer that doesn't see eye to eye with you. And the fucking manager sides with the customer. Even though they're blatantly wrong. Like, oh, you can fucking... You just got knocked down ten disrespect points on my fucking end. And fuck... You know what's the worst thing I found in a customer's vehicle? Working on someone's car? Why do people feel the need to carry their sexual toys with them in the car like you're gonna get horny and have to pull over on the side of the road and fucking sit on a giant black thing like Jesus Christ like it wasn't a girl's either it was a man's it was weird um had a dude come in needed something done and, and we were going we had oh he was having problems with his seatbelt not working his seatbelt wasn't latching right or something, so we had to, like, move some seats around, pull some seats out. Under the seat was this giant fucking, like, just... This thing made a baseball bat look tiny. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, what do you do with that thing? That just looks painful to look at. Nonetheless, I find vibrators, guns, money, drugs... Like, the best one is when hood when the hood comes around, and they have a fucking ton of drugs, and they're like, don't go in the trunk. Don't go in the trunk. Like, what are you going to do? Call the cops because I touched your weed? Like, relax, dude. The best one, I was working at a car dealership. I was a service technician at the time, and homeboy was fighting with my service manager because he wanted to drive his car into our shop, put it on the lift himself, and have me work on it with him in the car up in the air. Nope. My service manager's like, there are so many things that would insurance would not be okay with. You're just going to have to give the porter your car, and the porter will drive it in, and the and the service technician will work on the car. Funny enough, I was the only guy left for the day, so I had to work on the car. I go and work on the car. No problem. And then I noticed there's a faint smell of marijuana in the car. And I was like, damn, that's a really faint smell. And, you know... No, you can't see the shop from the service from the the service drive. So it's all closed in building. There's garage doors. You can't see. There's no way to come and look at your car while it's getting worked on. We don't we don't do that. So, um, so what we do was, you know, sit there, sit around, whatever. And I said, you know what? Uh, it's late in the day. And if you think for a second people don't snoop through your shit, you're fucking lying to yourself. I just don't steal. That's what I don't do. I don't steal people's shit. I had a guy who I worked with and who was also a close friend of mine who got arrested for identity theft for stealing something while working on someone's car. So don't do it. It's just not good. 
Um, but nonetheless, you know, I go, you know, I'm going to pop the trunk on this car. And the diesel, the only other guy that was in the shop was the diesel technician because he was cleaning up to go home. And um, I opened the trunk and there's like seven ziplocked cases, not like zipped bags. These are fucking like kilo wrapped things of fucking weed, like four or five of them in the car, in the trunk. And I'm like, God damn. And the diesel technician walks up behind me. He's like, you should steal it. Why? He's like, what are they going to do? Call the cops and tell them you stole their weed? I'm like, well, you got a point, but no. So I closed the trunk. I sent it on its way. And the guy was fucking clutching, white knuckled the whole time. Like I was going to search his car and call the cops. I don't give a fuck if you do weed, if you smoke meth. or, You know what my biggest fear and what I tell my guys in the shop all the time is don't dig around in a car that is dirty without gloves on or something because God forbid if there is a open fucking needle somewhere in someone's car I don't want to have to have to take someone to the hospital for having a needle stuck in their finger because they were looking for a wheel lock and you keep your dirty open needles in the fucking glove box that is fucking gross and bad please don't ever do that if you're going to go to a shop take your nerdy needles or your heroin spoon or whatever you choose just take it out and put it in your bag or something. Don't leave it in the car. Like, you're a piece of shit if you do that. Like, come the fuck on. I found... I worked at an auction house for a little while while we were re, we redid cars. We reworked... We worked on cars to get them ready for auction. And, man, the shit I would find in these cars. Guns zip-tied to, to frames. Um, drugs, baggies. Uh, meth pipes. Heroin spoons. Uh... Gun, uh, I said guns, weapons, knives, uh, beers, um, shit. So many different things I found on these damn, uh, in these people's fucking cars. Like, I don't give a fuck what you do, but don't make it my goddamn problem. The best, the best ones, the best situations I ever deal with is when the person acts like it's not theirs. Like, these ain't my boy's pants. Like, what, have you ever watched Cops? And they're like, who, who, you know, what's this in your pocket? Uh, that's a meth pipe. Uh, whose pants, who, who, whose is this? It, these are my pants. Motherfucker, how the hell? Do you think that's admissible in court to say these ain't my pants? You, okay, so when you put pants on, you don't stick your phone in your pocket and go, oh, look, a meth pipe. No, it's your meth pipe. Just own it. Like, just if you work, if you go to a place that has customer service involved in it, stop being a dick. Because, like, you're going to meet someone like me one day who will fuck you up in the parking lot of his job who does not care if it's corporate or not because you acted sideways to me. And and I... I, I I told my management that before. Like, I will fuck someone up in the parking lot with no shirt on and just whoop the fuck out of someone and go home happily because I don't play like that bullshit. Don't, uh, that's not my type of fucking atmosphere. That ain't my shit. Also, for the people that, you know, drink my coffee in my store and Feel free to spill it all over my floor because you fill it up to the fucking rim like a jackass. You're a special type of fucking douchebag. Get it? You're, you're fucking, you're special. It's usually old white men who have like 
they they have the reflexes of Michael J. Fox. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, and they dump, like, 90% of my creamer in their cup. Like, dude, that's half powdered creamer and fucking half coffee. That's gross. And no, and no stirrer. They don't put the stirrer in it. Like, do you, I don't like chewing my coffee. Do you? You like chewing your coffee? That's pretty fucking gross. That's, that's pretty gross. I'm not going to lie. You, you're pretty fucking gross. You know, I always have to say it to people. I say it daily. Does it look like I give a fuck? Also, this is a new podcast, so at any time after this episode, if you want to contact me, you can do such at dilligaff4554 at gmail.com. Send in questions or concerns or anything, or even feedback to the show, and you'll happily get this. Now, don't kill me for the first episode, because this is um, not an easy task with only one person I will have guests I will have people to have their input on things and it will change it's just I needed to release one episode to uh, have my foot in the door and we will go from there I appreciate everything guys thank you for listening and thank you for listening to Dilligaf 365 this is Matt and I am out